We Have Concerns is made possible entirely through donations from listeners like you. A little can go a long way. Visit patreon.com slash we have concerns to lend your support. And, yeah, and stuff. And my my little five year old nephew saw a uh, I have a stuffed Bowser, and he he picks up the Bowser and he walks up to me and he goes, "I really like this," which is him saying, "Can I have it? Can I have that? <laughs> yeah, is this mine now? Yeah, exactly." And I was like, "Thanks, man. You can have it." What you did it? I know. Should I not have? Is no, that bad? You do not do that. Yeah, you do not do I that. Gave it to him because if it's yours and you like it. You don't give it to a kid because the kid goes, I want. I know. He didn't say I want, though. He just said I like it. No, but he knew you what he was knew, saying. He knew what he was saying. You yeah. knew what he was saying. It's okay. You're the uncle. Yeah, you're allowed to do whatever. Speaking sh- of doing whatever, yeah. uh, this is We Have Concerns. Hello, Anthony Carboni. Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hello, Concerned Citizens. This is a really interesting article. Uh, it was sent in to us at wehaveconcernshow at gmail.com uh, by someone that evidently goes by the name of Verbatim. Okay. He sends in lots of stuff to is us. Is that the I exact really... name? Huh? <laughs> That's your dad joke. Shit. Did it. Shit. In. This is a fascinating article. Uh, it's called We Are All Confident Idiots. It's on the Pacific Standard magazine. Have they been watching me? <laughs> it talks about something that you and I are both aware of. Uh, the Dunning-Kruger. Dun- Dunning-Kruger. Now, this yeah. was actually written by Dr. David Dunning, who is Dunning of Dunning-Kruger. And this is a fascinating phenomenon that I see over and over in myself and in others. Yeah. And it basically says that the less you know about something, the more you think you know about it. Sure. Yes. In everything. Throughout perpetuity, throughout my life. It's crazy. And this is a very long, very detailed article. I urge everybody to, to read it uh, in its entirety because it's fascinating. We won't do it justice talking about it here, but I wanted to bring up a few points. And one of the things he talks about is like late night talk show hosts do the you know man on the street thing of asking people questions and then making up questions that are fake and people still pretend they know the answer. Right. And I know that in my life, I do that sometimes. I try to do it less and less, but it, I used to do it more when I was younger, when somebody would be like, oh my God, have you read that book? And I'll go, yes. And I know immediately, <laughs> I have, why did I just lie? I didn't, I don't, I haven't done that. I really try not to do that anymore in my life, but. Do you know what cured me of a lot of that was hosting the science show every day? Yeah, because you'll get caught. You can't fuck up. Just yeah. say no. If right. you don't know it, just say no. But that is the main thrust of, again, this very long, very interesting article. The main thrust is how much of an aversion we as human beings have to I don't know. Yeah. It, we would rather be complicit in a web of lies that people will go on and on about something that they are just making up rather than admit the fact that they don't know something. Yeah. That is crazy to me. Well, and that's something I've experienced. And I think part of it is not just the uh, afraid to be caught not knowing – some of it, like when you when you specifically talk about matters of skill or or things like that, are people just overestimating themselves, underestimating the difficulty of something because they don't 
know it. They don't know it, so they can't possibly see all the intricacies of it. Well, that's, that's we, the thing he points out, yeah. is that the more, the more you don't know about something, the more you don't know how much you don't know. Exactly. And yeah. so looking at something, I remember the first time specifically this happening to me is a buddy of mine was learning the drums. Mm-hmm. I think we were like 12 years old. And I remember saying something to him along the lines of, I feel like the drums would be one of the easiest instruments to learn. Seems easy. Just pound five, on the five drums. skins, baby. And all the drums make different noises. It seems like one of the easier <laughs> instruments to learn. He's like, okay, sit down. Because he made me sit. And he's like, here's the sheet music for drums. I was like, sheet music for drums? He's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. here you go. Here are the pedals. Here are the things. Do it. Right. I was like, well, I can't, but I feel like if I knew the sheet music, and he's like, sure, if you knew the sheet music and you knew what, he, what sound each one of these made right. by heart and you knew how to keep a beat and you understood all right. of the stuff that I have to understand, why don't you yeah. go fuck yourself? It's <laughs> yeah. basically what he said to me. He was like, go fuck yourself. I'm tired of people saying things like that. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, because you know, I obviously kids are so arrogant. Right. And this clearly was not the first time he had gotten this. But it's happened to me throughout my life. You always underestimate how long a specific project is going to take you. Yeah. The more wrong we are about something, mm-hmm. it tends to be the case, and they have studies in this article that back it up, the more confident you are in your answer. Yeah. Which it's because you know something about the subject, but you're just so wrong. You heard one thing one time. Exactly. And you go, oh, no, I know that because this. And not, our brain doesn't like gaps doesn't like gaps in our memory. Yes. doesn't like gaps in our knowledge. And it's protective. It's protecting us. It's like, look, we got to make decisions quick. Yes. We got to be confident in ourselves. And so you hear that one fact about something. And what your brain does is it extrapolates everything. Exactly. And because we are natural pattern recognizers, mm-hmm. we start, as you say, filling in all the gaps of things. And most of the time we fill in the gaps with bullshit. There's a million wonderful quotes in this article, but I'll read one that really got me. He says, a whole battery of studies conducted by myself and others have confirmed that people who don't know much about a given set of cognitive, technical, or social skills tend to grossly overestimate their prowess and performance. Whether it's grammar, emotional intelligence, logical reasoning, firearm care and safety, debating, or financial knowledge. I like that the firearm care just slipped in there. <laughs> like, we just put that in, like, we've it's done all, studies about it's this. It's all, like, pretty benign stuff, right? Like, it's all, like, human behavior and, yeah. you know, how we interact and also, like, hey, clean this gun, idiot. The more you think you know, the less you probably know. And he, you just have to kind of put your hands up and declare intellectual bankruptcy sometimes. It's true. And that's the thing. You have to get comfortable with saying, I don't know. Yeah. He explains there's three big reasons why we do this that he outlines in detail. We've talked about two of them already. One of them is we're born as creatures that are trying to make sense of our world. And we do that with bits and pieces of information that we connect mm-hmm. willy-nilly. A, a child sees object permanence for the first time, gets it, but then yeah. applies that thing to something that where it doesn't apply and so thinks it knows something that it doesn't know. So that's one, that's one thing. Uh, another is that you know a little bit about one thing yeah. and as you also explained, extrapolate that into thinking like, oh, I know some math and so this math problem, I feel like if you ask me, I can answer it completely wrong, but yeah. if you ask me, did I answer it right? I think I answered it really right. Yeah, I think I'm, I did pretty good on I, this test. Exactly. Yeah. The third one is the one I think fits me most often. 
And that's the hard thing about this is reading it and not going, this is for other people, but applying yeah. it to yourself. Because like, oh, this is for Because idiots. you have to. If you are you a human being, to. you have to. We are all like this. So for me, the biggest one is it's how you view yourself. You think you're the kind of person who knows this. So when someone asks you something, and this is for me, it's like, did you read that book? In a split second, my mind goes, well, I'm th- I've heard of that book. I've heard of that book. I'm, I'm the, the book kind guy. of person that would have read that book. I'm a book guy. People so, know that I'm a book guy. Exactly. So I will say yes. And I so try now to, 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 to not be that guy anymore. But you want to project a version of yourself as the person who knows this knowledge set. And because you define yourself as the guy who knows that knowledge set, you bluff your way into bullshit. Yeah. And I mean, that's the, the thing that I try to do to kind of appease my inner idiot and also put myself in a good position is I, I like to couch my ego by saying, oh, yeah, I heard a little bit about that. Right. But please tell me more. Because that's okay. Because then it's like, all right, yes, I do know a little bit about that book. And I've read some other books by that author. Cool. Tell me more about this book. Right. Because then you still get to scratch that itch of, I'm a guy who knows things. Yeah. Because you need that. There's a part of you that just needs that. It's getting becoming okay with, I don't know. It's becoming okay with not being inside the knowledge base, right? Mm-hmm. And having the humility to realize that... More, the more intelligent you are, the more you realize there's a lot of stuff you don't know. Yeah. You know? And I mean, the thing is, there is, on the flip side, there are a lot of benefits to this thing. Right. Think about, you know, when you're a younger person and you are starting off your career. If I knew how fucking hard <laughs> everything that I was going yeah. to try to do yeah. was, I probably would have given up. The yeah. fact that I was a big idiot with a lot of confidence in myself, right. really helped. But and it's that's not that, why this is good. And it's not just that you were a big idiot. It's that you're a big idiot who thought you knew everything. You're not this big empty vessel that says, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a big information sponge because I just don't know yeah. anything. You go, I think I know everything. Hey, what's I, up? Is this the Shoot Jugglers convention? Yeah, come right in, man. Yeah, uh, I want you to know my name is Artemis Gray and I am the greatest shoot juggler that was ever born. Oh, well, big talk, Artemis Gray. Uh, oh, I see you brought your own guns. Uh, yeah, I brought uh, this one, which is a large gun, and I brought uh, this one, which is a smaller, thin gun. Okay. Uh, you fired those guns before, right? Dude, I get how they work. You're talking to Artemis Gray. Okay. Uh, well, Artemis, I appreciate your, your confidence and your your self-assurance, but... I think we're going to let you try it over there in the safety zone. Uh, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to juggle 18 of these guns as they're going off. Get ready. Oh. Get ready to meet the greatest shoot juggler of all time. 18 people were killed today uh, in a horrible, horrible accident where the shoot juggler Artemis Gray murdered 18 people while dropping all the guns on the ground. Jim, I just want to pop in here. And say, uh, why the fuck are shoot jugglers a thing? (laughs) Who allowed that? (laughs) Why are there no laws? And I I think every career is shoot juggling. Every career is shoot juggling. Everything that you get into, whether you know it or not, no matter how benign it seems to you, I'm a great cook. No, you're not. That's fucking shoot juggling. You're going to burn your eyebrows off. I'm going to play football with these strangers. Shoot juggling. I'm going to start flipping houses. Yeah. I'm going to get into real estate. I'm going to go work down at the 7-Eleven. 
It's all shoot juggling. Every single thing on earth is shoot juggling, motherfuckers. And you better realize that you're not the world's greatest shoot juggler. Start with a rubber ball and have somebody show you and you work your way up and it's fine. And at every stage in your life, you're gonna need to be handed the rubber ball again. Yeah. There's something new all the time. That is so time. true. And the world's greatest shoot juggler doesn't even shoot when he juggles. You just, that's, that's how fucking zen it is. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm but into it. Fucking absorb it, I'm bitch. I'm into it, man. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna say to you right now, I don't think I get that. <laughs> and I'm comfortable saying yeah, that you to just, you. You just achieved enlightenment. But the other side of this thing is getting really aware of it. And then you get into imposter syndrome. Right. That's the other side. That's the other side that I have. I think it's all part of the same thing. I think it's part of the Dunning-Kruger is, is knowing so confidently that you aren't good. Right. Right? You walked into an equal fallacy. They're all going to find out yeah. how I shouldn't be here today. This is, I am terrible at this. Yeah. I have always been terrible at this. I'm never going to be any better at this. I've got that in spades, man. I've got, I've got that, that problem all the time is that it's just all a sham I've got them fooled for now, mm -hmm. but they're going to find out that I don't know anything. But the truth is, nobody knows anything. Well, and in some cases, because this is the other side of it, right? So you only start thinking things like that. You only get this imposter syndrome when you're so deep into something that you actually are talented at it and you have a certain amount of knowledge at it and you do all of a sudden know all of the things that you don't know, or at least have an inkling yeah, it's of the vast ocean of the unknown. It's acquired humility yeah. in a lot of ways. You know, it's it, you come to a point of being overwhelmed by how much you don't know. Yeah, and then you begin to, you begin to forget that you made it this far anyway, and you have learned so much since, you know what I mean? And it's, yeah. it's always hard because then you get into gauging how other people see you, engaging how other people see your work and what you do. And it, it's hard to stay on an even keel as a human being, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, Hello. Oh my God, it is you, Artemis. I haven't heard that name in a very long time. I've traveled 500 miles over a snowy ground and climbed a, a mountain to, to be here in this moment with oh, you. Oh man, that's, that's crazy because there's, there's a bus and you're coming in through my back door. It's just there are steps down there. How it, You got to do your research, man. If I uh, could impart one thing to the young, it would be you got to do your research. Okay. Well, be that as it may. Okay. I, I want, I've heard that you are, in fact, the greatest shoot juggler to ever live. And I want to know everything that you know. I, I want to take on the mantle of greatest shoot juggler of all time. Do you want to know why I'm the greatest shoot juggler? Yes, uh, more than anything. Because I'm the only shoot juggler left. Well, what happened to all the other shoot jugglers? I killed a lot of shoot jugglers on accident. <laughs> on, on accident? Yeah, shoot juggling. Uh oh. Yeah, it's not easy. And it also uses guns, which kill. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is because you were a terrible shoot juggler, yeah. you accidentally killed all the good shoot jugglers, mm -hmm. therefore becoming the greatest shoot juggler. Why don't you put that gun back in its holster, buddy? I'm just saying no, that by your own logic, no, I mean, there is only one way for me to become the greatest shoot juggler. <laughs> I mean, I might've learned one or two things along the way. 
Come through the front door next time. <clears throat> I regret nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. When your back is to the wall and you have like made it through all of your idiocy and you do kind of think, oh, I'm the worst. You do kind of surprise yourself every once in a while with how well you can do. And I think maybe that's the, the healthiest so way to be. So we're advocating for I'm advocating. Crippling, crippling self-doubt instead of confidence. I don't know if I'm advocating for it. I'm just saying it's always worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kids. You want to be like us? Feel like a fraud. Yeah, all the time, forever, every day. But no, I mean, it's all about knowledge. And it's all about keeping this stuff in perspective, right? I always feel like a fraud, but I know that everybody always feels like a fraud, and I know that I'm not entirely a fraud. The same way that back in the day, I knew that I was the best, but I wasn't the best. Yeah. You know? And it's all about keeping as much perspective as you can. Thinking of yourself as neither the best nor the worst <laughs> is usually a pretty good way to go. Walking into a room and being like, I'm pretty okay at this. There are better people. There are people that aren't as good as me. So why don't I just address all these people as equals, ask questions, learn things, and, you know, not be a dick. Oh, my God. You know who that is? That's Artemis Gray, average to middling shoot juggler. I'm a better juggler than shooter, <laughs> if I had to be honest. But the shooting is okay. Killed a lot of people that I didn't mean to. And that's one to grow on. <laughs> I don't know. Which, which, which side do you guys feel like you fall into? If you had to take an honest appraisal of yourself, are you overconfident? Are you underconfident? I would say that I am still a little more overconfident. This is a tough question because what if I'm overconfident about my over underconfidence and then I overestimate my lack of confidence or underestimate my... Overconfidence. Baby, you just blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know where you think you sit on the scale uh, on Twitter. I'm at A Carbone. And I'm at Jeff Canada. And if you've seen a story like this, uh, thank you to Verbatim for sending this in. You can send it in too. Uh, we have concerns show at gmail.com. <laughs>